all right. 45 and 16. The fame thereof was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brethren are come, and it pleased Pharaoh well, and his servants. Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Say unto thy brethren, This do ye, lay to your beast, and go. Get you into the land of Canaan, and take your father and your households. Come unto me, and I will give you the good of the land of Egypt. Ye shall eat the fat of the land. Now thou art commanded, this do ye. Take your wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come. Also regard not your stuff, for the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. The children of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh, and gave them provisions for the way. To all of them he gave each man changes of raiment, but to Benjamin he gave three hundred pieces of silver and five changes of raiment. To his father he sent after this manner ten asses laden with the good things of Egypt, ten she asses laden with corn and bread and meat for his father by the way. So he sent his brethren away, and they departed, and he said unto them, See that you fall not out by the way. They went out of Egypt, came into the land of Canaan, and to Jacob their father, and told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive. He is governor over all of the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart fainted. He believed them not. They told him all of the words of Joseph which had said unto them, and when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. And Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die. Here come the wagons. Here come the wagons. Even out of Egypt, dressed up only like Egypt could do. Rattling as a great parade before the colonnades of Egypt with all its hieroglyphics carved. I've stood in front of the pillars of their temples and saw over a quarter of a mile of pillars and carved lions forming a way and a road to make this parade very, very prominent and pompous. And Pharaoh said, this is my commandment now. You take some wagons, you load them down. I'm giving each one of you changes. Joseph said, I'm giving each one of you changes of raiment and some other things. Benjamin, I'm going to give him more than that. I'm going to give him more than you're getting. I'm going to give you enough to go by the way and... When you get there, will you bring your father? Bring him here to me, and all the land of Egypt is yours. Bread and clothes, what have you. Now, you've heard me preach on Joseph before. Some of you that were not here, I might have to uh, prod your thinking just a moment. Joseph is a perfect type. and All of the types of Christ there are, Joseph is the most perfect type of Jesus Christ at all. If in the story I read to you tonight you will insert Jesus instead of Joseph, you'll see a wonderful thing that is done. 
mainly that he was hated of his brethren, sold for so many shekels of silver, put it in the dungeon, which was a type of death, delivered out by a special revelation, tempted, finally made ruler over the Gentiles, governor over the Gentiles. We preach to you about the time when will come when Israel return and it be on the second visit that he makes to his brethren that he will let himself be known to them that is the Jews. Jesus hated of his brethren, sold for 30 pieces of silver, crucified, put in a dungeon as it were, raised on the third day, Thank God and made Lord over all of the Gentiles. Praise God. Reminds me of that time when Jesus went outside of his own country. His disciples didn't understand it, but he made his way outside of, of Galilee into Tyre and Sidon. Coast, come back to across the sea to Capernaum. When the Gentiles stood on the shore and saw him leave and go for the last time, Across that Sea of Galilee, you remember my testimony, the testimony that they gave? Here's what they said, He hath done all things well. Hallelujah to God. This is going to be the testimony of all of the Gentiles when the Lord, which I feel is but just a few days away from turning back to the Jew, this is going to be what we say of Him. He's done all things well. We can't find anything wrong with what he's done and how he has done it. He's been a great governor. The government of the church has been upon his shoulders. He's Lord of Lords. Praise God, he is Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor, the Everlasting Father, the Mighty God. Hallelujah. That is our testimony. That was what the Gentiles said when he departed their shores and went back toward the Jews. All right? So Joseph now makes himself known to his brethren, which is a type of Jesus turning back to the Jew in a day that's just ahead of us. I believe, sir, that the hour is upon us when the fullness of the Gentile will be come in and the church will find its completion. Everybody will be filled with the Holy Ghost that uh, is to be. It is full, and, and then when he will turn back to the Jew. Romans 11. Then, then he makes himself known, introduces one another, has all of the Gentiles out, which is a sight of the rapture before he makes himself known to his brethren. He ordered them now, before I give you anything, you go home and bring me that remnant, which is a type of the 144,000 of the sealed 12 tribes of Israel. Benjamin, bring me that baby that I have never seen. There is a remnant, thank God. And the reason the Lord is going to have a seven years of tribulation is so that remnant can be brought back to Him. Jacob means, of course, the father of all the Jews. He, of course, hears their story. Joseph is yet alive. Come back to take Benjamin. Shall I lose my last son? 
Benjamin was taken. Joseph fell in love with Benjamin, that little brother that he had not seen. Now, this just sounds like a, an old-time story, but uh, Paul says it happened as an analogy. It's an illustration. It's a guide for what the Lord is about to do. Oh, he loved that baby, but he says, I will not give you corn until I see his face. I believe the Lord is going to begin with the remnant. I believe that they are recognized early in the 70th week of Daniel. Then let me go on down. Now, Israel is fixing to recognize. Everybody is fixing to see it. Not only that, but provisions are fixing to be yours. The blessings that have been Egypt's, the blessings while Joseph has been over the Gentiles, going to be over Israel now. So he commanded them to load their wagons down. Give every man a change of clothes. We'll come into that. Daddy's heart was weak because he'd been fooled too many times before. First time they brought him a coat about Joseph and he said, a terrible beast has destroyed him. He was always hearing these bad stories. I don't hardly blame him for not saying, I don't believe you, when they come that next time and said, Joseph is still alive. I don't hardly, I don't hardly blame him. But it must have been a sight. On one end of the line, there was Egypt. Pharaoh giving the commands, take it. Everything is going to be yours. But on the other end of a line was a father who was suffering the ravages of famine, sitting in the front of the shack. All of his boys gone. All of his children. Benjamin as well. All gone. Thank God. But the first thing you know, we hear the rattling of wheels. The announcement is made before anything. They prepare daddy. Joseph is still alive. He falls down and faints because that's the best news of all. And it says, I don't believe it. Mm. I tell you, there's going to be a heart surge when the Jews are reminded that he whom they sold is alive. When the father of all Jews in the entire Jewish nation realized that though he was crucified, he is still alive. Zechariah says they shall weep collectively and they shall weep separately. I've been over that with you before, but I felt like saying it again tonight. They're going to weep about it, and, and uh, it's going to be a glorious thing how feelingly they are. Going to weep over him like a father weeps for his lost son. That sounds like the story that I'm reading to you, doesn't it? We Reading over that lost son. Oh, heaven might rejoice over its multitudes, but the Scripture says there's more rejoicing over one sinner that repents more than over ninety and nine which do not need repentance. Hallelujah to God. So the rattling of the wheels and, and, and runners come first of all and they tell him first thing, he is alive. Well, we can tell you that. He is still alive. But it's not for Pharaoh to say. It's not for the Gentiles to say. It's for some of their own to make that announcement. And I believe it will be Moses and Elijah that will announce to them he is yet alive. We're fixing to celebrate Easter around here. Which means we believe he is alive. 
He is not dead. They've suffered for years because they feel they, that uh, they were responsible for his death, and they were. Let his blood be upon us and upon our children. But the announcement came, he's alive. Daddy fell down and fainted because he didn't believe him. But the next thing you know, there in front of the house, he heard the rattling of wheels, and he saw a wagon train coming. He saw a wagon caravan loaded down, and all of his boys dressed up like he had never seen them before. And thank God, especially that remnant, uh, that, that young Benjamin was the richest one of all. Thank God. And notice it. Thank God. When he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent and replaced that with Jesus to carry him, thank God, all uh, carry him, the spirit of Jacob, the father, revived. I tell you, Israel is headed for revival. And it's going to be because they hear that Jesus is yet alive. He's going to reveal himself to them. Demand a remnant, 144,000. And to some of you that have not been here, you won't understand it, but I'm carrying on, continuing a message, actually. But uh, 144,000 is there. Now comes the riches. Glory to God. It's, go it's a thrill to me to think about the wonderful provisions that they're about to discover. Sometimes I think we've talked about it and we've had it so much and so long we don't realize what it is. But when they see those wagons coming from Egypt, hallelujah to God, laden down with everything that you need, that's when they're going to revive. They're going to pick up again. Glory to God! The wagons are coming! I tell you, wait on them! May I say this as well as it's true? of the Jews in a day to come, that their wagons are on their way. That's still coming for you tonight. You can still have what's loaded down on those wagons. Straight from the provision of the man who is able to provide. Straight from the Savior of all of the world. Joseph, or Jesus, if you please. Thank God the wagons are on their way tonight. You that have not ever tasted of the good things that come from the hand of God, the wagons are on their way tonight. Hallelujah to God. And I can, I can shout just alone because I am happy. Because I know the Lord is fixing to turn back to the Jew. I'm happy about that. But it always thrills me wonderfully to see somebody that's never tasted of the heavenly gift or made partaker of the Holy Ghost to see those wagons coming and for them to realize what's on their way. You that have just been filled with the Holy Ghost, you just got your feet wet. Glory to God. The wagons are on their way loaded down. If you will allow Him, He says all of the treasures of Egypt are yours. Praise God. They're all yours. Mm, thank God. He said, I want to dress every one of you up. I want to put you on a different robe. Glory to God. I wonder how it felt. You see, these boys had been having a rough time. 
They'd been in famine. They'd wore the same clothes and the same old shoes and been eating the same old fare for a long time. It always feels good when you put on that new one. And it, uh, thank God, this is new. I don't know if you're like me. They say, would you like to have it in a box or wear it right out? I said, I'll wear it right out right now. That must have felt real good. Hear me now, my friend. Thank God. It's a wonderful trade that I gave my old robe of self-righteousness. I gave over my robe of self-righteousness. And He gave me the robe of His own righteousness. Paul says, the righteousness that I have is not my own, but it is of Jesus Christ. Thank God. He that knew no sin became sin, so that I who know sin might become righteous by His power. Glory to God, the robe of righteousness. The wagons are on the way tonight. You may not believe it. It may sound too good to you, but I want you to listen to it. The sound of praise that is around here tonight, somewhere in the glory world. They laid the wagons heavy. Glory to God. They rumbled past the colonnades of the golden gates. And they stepped out. Hallelujah. Were there triune uh, millions of angels who weave their wings together to bring about the wagons to us? Or did the clouds help together as one great cloud and bear them to us? I know not. But the first hour that my soul was aware that there were good things from God, I sat down and feasted at the table of the Lord. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. And every time I see a sinner on their way to the altar, I almost say in my heart, Oh soul, if you only have faith, you can hear the rumbling of the wagons. Thank God the wagons are coming laden with all of the things that God has provided for us. He challenged them in the book of Malachi. He says, I tell you, prove me. Thank God, prove me and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you'll not be able to contain. I like what the Lord said, try me out and see if I hadn't got more in the storehouse of glory, thank God, than you ever imagined there could be. I love the good old homey story of the day, daybreak on the seashore when the disciples fished all night and caught nothing. Jesus said, put down your nets on the right side. They said, we fished all night. But because you tell us to do it, we're going to do it. And when they put it, just the width of the boat, put it on the right side. Just the width of the boat made the difference. That's like I've been fishing sometimes. Just the width of the boat makes the difference. But when they put that net on the right side, they begin to pull them in and they begin to cry, Lord, our nets are breaking. But did you know something happened? The Bible said when they got near the shore, Jesus was on the shore and He had a fire going and He had fish on the fire already cooking. He didn't even need what they had in the nets. Thank God He rules this world and the cattle of a thousand hills and the fish that are in the seas. Praise God. He can put fish in the nets or He can have them on the fire ready to go. But I want you to know you are not serving a poverty-stricken God. Hallelujah! 
It is my desire to announce to the Jews who have not believed in Jesus Christ. You thought he died at Calvary. You've heard horrible stories of a monster that destroyed him. But we send good news to you. He is alive. And he has ruled well. And he has done all things well. Glory to God. And to prove it, he is sending some wagons to you loaded down with all of the good things of Israel. Hallelujah to God. Oh, brother. Thank God. I like to feel dressed up in something new. I don't believe anybody enjoys it any more than my wife's father. Bless his heart. You have to understand, his dad died when he was just a boy, nine year old. And uh, he plowed when he had to reach up above and hold the plow handles like this. And he made the farm and he made the crop holding those plow handles like that. It was a poor existence. Thank God. Every now and then it thrills me at Christmas time or something uh, that, that he gets a new suit or shirt and here's the way he'll do it. He'll just rub it, you know, to make sure that it's all there. Thank God. All of his life he wanted a pair of cowboy boots. I told my wife, I said, this year for Christmas, I'd like for us, it, it's a foolish thing maybe. He's getting old, but he's never had a new pair. So we stopped and we got him a new pair of cowboy boots. I'm telling you, you never saw anybody so happy in all your life. He opened that up and he saw those boots and he started to weep. And we all started to weep. We were weeping together. It's not a great gift, not a big thing, but when you haven't had it, my friend, it means something to you. I, I guess I shall never forget all of my life the tears that Papa shed as we gave him that new pair of cowboy boots and he put them on and walk around and hold them up. Hallelujah. Here the boys have suffered the famine. The Jews are going through the tribulation. And the hard times are on their way. Praise God. But the news is going to come to you. You thought you crucified him. You thought he was destroyed. I tell you, he is yet alive. Glory to God. And heaven, Abraham, who is yet alive. I don't believe that he's dead forever. Because Jesus said himself, he said he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Is he a God of the dead? Of the dead or is he a God of the living? Which one is it? Thank God. I believe Abraham, who has seen the suffering of his children many times, there's coming a day when he sees the Jews with their new clothes on, with their new robes on. Hallelujah. Supplied to them from the very one that they crucified. The wagons are on their way. But I tell you what I like. Thank God. That baby, I want to do a little something special for him. Come here, son. I want to give you, what is it? Thank God. He said, but I want to give to Benjamin 300 pieces of silver. Thank God. That's 10 times those 30 that was paid for Jesus. I want to give you 300 pieces of silver. And I want to give you five changes of raiment. That doesn't sound like a whole lot to some of you ladies that's used to Kmart's and, 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 and American uh, uh, Bank AmeriCard and what have you. That doesn't sound like a whole lot. But I tell you to that baby boy who had been brought up, my friend, while the while Joseph was gone, had never seen Jesus. That baby that was not a part of that conspiracy. And there is prophecy in what I'm saying tonight. That, that remnant who had not been a part of that crucifixion. He who is the innocent one. That child who's got a shining face had been reared in poverty. Never felt the power of God. 
did not know what the Holy Ghost was. Did not really understand. My Lord says, I have marked them. Thank God I've marked 144,000 of them. Praise God. And it is true, the tribe of Dan is not there because the Antichrist probably will come from his lineage. And also, uh, there is Manasseh who has replaced him there, took his place, Joseph and his son Manasseh. But those boys have got on new robes, but the best one of all is that remnant that the Lord has spared. You know why? Because they have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Thank God. They have not taken the mark of the beast. And they are virgin. And they follow the Lord. Or they follow the Lamb. Wherever that Lamb goes. Means they understand the sacrifice. They are going to have five changes of raiment. And they're going to have, thank God, 30 or 300 shekels of silver. Ten times that which was paid for Jesus. Praise God. Do you see what I'm talking about tonight? And here is what I like. But he said now, don't worry about your stuff. Don't worry about your stuff. It's all new that's coming to you. I like the word that's there, stuff. (laughs) A lot that I had before I ever found God was stuff. And some of you, all you know about is stuff. Amen. If you will but have it, He has got wagons laden with new robes. And new riches. And new food. Hallelujah. What shall I do with my church amity? What shall I do with my religiosity? What shall I do with my profession? What shall I do with all of my claims? Oh brother, just leave your old stuff. Hallelujah to God. Leave it at the altar. And let Him give you what He's got new for you. <laughs> Hallelujah to God. I say a whole lot of what the world's got stuff. I say shaking the preacher's hand and putting your name on a church roll and calling it salvation is stuff. I say saying I'm a church member and I belong to certain first church or whatever is stuff. You need to have him roll the wagons to your door. Hallelujah. Forget your old, old stuff that you got there and say, Lord, put on me a new suit and a new robe. Put on my new shoes. Glory to God. Let me eat of manna from the heavens. Glory to God. Food that's prepared in another land. Amen. I say food that's prepared in another land. They didn't make this up somewhere in the theater. Aren't you happy about that? It's not theatrics that's going on here tonight. They didn't make this up somewhere. And in a conference of of religious gathering, this is food from another land. All I say is come yourself. Bend your knee and say, Lord, I'd like to try it out. Hallelujah. Uncle Jerry Osborne used to tell about how that uh, they'd uh, tell the people didn't know how to pray. You know, just pray just like the Lord is right here with you. You know, And, and a very simple prayer. When old cowboy came to the altar and Somebody told him, said, pray just like the Lord is one of your old range buddies. You can talk to him just like you talk to one of your friends out there. And so the old boy said, Lord, old buddy, old boy, old pal, they say you got something for me. If you have, slip it to me now. Amen. Thank God. That may not be just the way that you ought to do it, 
But I tell you what, friend, if you'll humble yourself, he has wagons laden down. Glory to God. I tell you, it's a good feeling to just walk off and leave all my old stuff. I was tired of it anyhow. You patch it and you patch it and you fix it and you tie it and when you get through, you got patches on patches. Some of our religious thinking had patches on patches. We were trying to scotch up where she was falling down. We tried to shore up where she was healing to. We were trying to handle our doctrines. We didn't have the Holy Ghost, so we said you couldn't get it. That's a logical thing to do. When you don't have it, just say you can't get it. Nobody can have it. I'd never say you couldn't have it until you tried one time to get it. Amen? Amen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank God. Somebody said, well... If it was anybody else, Elizabeth had him killed Try to change it. Anything, my friend, we try to shore up. A, it's good to just walk off and left that old stuff. I was laden down by years. But I tell you, I was in poverty, and I realized I was, I was in poverty. The goodness of God supplied to my heart made all the difference in the world. Praise God. And he said, now I've given you enough that will take you all the way through. See that you do not fall by the way. Glory. Amen. I don't know exactly what all the gospel will be preached in those latter years. I read of an everlasting gospel being preached by angels. They won't preach the gospel of redemption. They can't. They've never been a man. They don't know what it's like. Their gospel is the Lord God ruleth over all of the earth. And the day of His judgment has come. That is the everlasting gospel that the angels preach. I don't know what exactly all they're going to have. But I want you to know, Joseph, who in this case to us is Jesus, says, I've given you enough now to last you on all of this trip. See that you don't fall by the way. I'm telling you the same thing here tonight. Thank God. I appreciate the good testimonies that we had tonight and the humble hearts of those that felt like the Lord had them back. And probably there's nothing that proves to us the great grace of God as does somebody coming back and saying He loved me when I was unlovable. And though I turned upon Him, yet He still loved me. That's a wonderful testimony. <coughs> Praise God. But I want to tell you something, my friend. He really gives you enough where you don't have to fall by the way if you're going. It's all there. He'll supply you every day. Thank God every day that comes along. He daily loadeth me with benefits. I am convinced that if a man wants to live for God, he can live for God. I am convinced if he will seek God first of all for his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these other things will be added to him. I promise you in a very short while after living for God that you will recognize that He has added to your problem. He has taken care of it. He has eliminated it. He has given you things that you would not have had otherwise. And if you fail God, it's because you yourself are not availing yourself of the opportunity that God has for you. The wagons are coming tonight. Oh, glorious wagons laden with the bounty goods of God. Oh, glorious wagons that bring the Spirit of God. Hallelujah to God. Thank God. 
the uh, statisticians tell us something I forget how many billion uh, have died it's not over with they are yet alive they're going to live the wagons are going to bear us to see our loved ones that are on the other side Here's what I want to tell you. Last of all, Jacob, who represents the father of Jews, all jewelry and days gone by under the law and up till now. Jesus, their lineage, who was crucified as Joseph was. Thank God. When he, when he saw the wagons, that was all he needed. He said, he is alive. There is no way that this could happen to us if Joseph was not still alive. That's the only answer. That was the final proof. The fact that we've got these riches on that wagon. Hallelujah. The fact that there's corn and there's meat. Praise God. And there's clothes and there's money on those wagons. And we are the beneficiaries. Praise God. I did not believe it when I just heard it. But when I see all of these things coming on a wagon, I believe he's alive. Hallelujah to God. And the Bible said Jacob revived. Glory to God. He is laying out on the floor. He was down and out for the ten counts. Glory to God. There was no life. He had died over disappointment. He had fainted over heartbreak. He had fainted because one of his children had died. But now, laying there, he realized that sound I hear. Thank God those riches I see tell me that Joseph is just alive. He struggles to his feet. Hallelujah to God. And he sits up and he says, let's get going right now. Daddy, you're not in good shape to travel. There's one thing I want to do before I die. I want to see him. Hallelujah. One thing before I die. Let me do that. I want to see him. Glory to God. What a wonderful day it's going to be when we look upon his face. Hallelujah to God. Now, I appreciate the clothes. I appreciate the goodness. But there's something that I'm looking forward to. Hallelujah to God. Some of you don't know what waiting on wagons are. Is anybody ever here waited on the wagons? Amen. Some of us are old enough or poor enough. One or the other. But before we had the Model A, we had the wagon. And it wasn't every day, and it wasn't every week, but it was ever so often that without the children, my mother and my stepfather would load the wagon and head for the nearest little place to shop. Now, I'm not going to try to tell you all the meanness that went on while they was gone. Sometimes it was storms. Oh, Yes. And we knew about the storm cellar, but we scared it because of the snakes. On some stormy afternoon, when the wind was, was gathering and the clouds were boiling up, come time, 12 o'clock, they were not there. 1 o'clock, they were not there. But after a while, the news had come from the big gate up at the pasture. The wagon's on its way. <laughs> The wagon's on its way. Oh, brother. Uh, through the gate, across the creek, up in front of the gate, in front of the house, and all of the kids piled out. We knew what was there. Several sacks of flour, some beans, and what have you. 
But every now and then there'd be just a little goody. When we moved to town, it got to be every Saturday, every other Saturday. My daddy was night watchman for Texas Power and Light. He got paid every two weeks. And on that Saturday, on that Saturday, that Friday night I got paid, he'd come home Saturday morning. We knew when it was. We was up early, and we was on the porch waiting because he'd come by the grocery store, and he paid his bill. And he had a sack with him. And that sack was a donation from the grocer for all of the good business that he had. We waited on that. <laughs> Some of you have never waited on the wagons because you got a wagon all the time. Amen. Some of you kids don't know what a real good orange is until you hadn't had one except for Christmas. Amen. One fellow said, we support the poor folks felt sorry for us. <laughs> yes, sir, I had to, take up the, had to take up a little bit to school, send us out some fruit. Somebody said, are you embarrassed? Not at all. I have plenty of them now. I don't even care for them that much. Isn't that a shame? But I waited on the wagons and a good feeling on some stormy afternoon when, when it looked like that we were going to be scared to see the wagon coming just in time. Oh, brother, hear me now. Thank God the storm clouds are gathering. But I believe the wagon is still rolling in with the good things of God. If you want to tonight, whatever problem you have can be solved with the grocers from the table of the Lord. Prepared in another land. Glory to God. Hands that were not yours that made it. You had nothing to do with this salvation. You neither died for it. You neither purchased it. You neither planned it. It was someone else who brought to you from another world these things that God invites you. I tell you, sir, there's salvation in the house of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah to God. I personally am rejoicing about it, and I'm telling everybody here that's never tasted of it, thank God, it tastes like honey in the rock. Glory to God. Uncle Jerry Osborne used to say, it's like sitting in a rocking chair, eating honey out of a tub with a shovel. Praise God. All you need to do is just come and see it for yourself. There's plenty. I'll promise you, He can give you so much that you'll finally say, let up, Lord. Thank God. I've seen them when they want to talk in tongues and they couldn't stop for several days. That's all they could do. I've seen them when they shouted, they wanted to shout, and they couldn't stop it because God had a hold of them. Hallelujah. Oh, my friend, there's more in the power of God that is more joy in one single touch of the hand of God than in all of the days of the world that you've lived. Praise God! Praise God! Why don't you leave your stuff tonight and come and see what God has prepared for you? Oh, glorious, bount bountiful Lord that is the Lord's to us. I magnify His name tonight. Hallelujah! 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 <laughs> but I prepare the church. In closing, I prepare the church. The wagons are fixing a roll toward the Jews. The door to the Gentile age is about to close. Amen. Praise God. You want in, you're going to have to get in. Mm-hmm. Somebody's anybody going to be saved during the tribulation period? The Gentile church will have been gone. The fullness of the Gentiles will be come in. That will be the fullness. He will turn back to the Jew. Thank God. And those that nobody repents in Revelations, the only ones that come in are the marked ones. Thank God. The hope is here tonight. Your chance is now. 
Today is the day of salvation. If you hear his voice, harden not your heart. He that hardeneth his heart and stiffeneth the neck, often proof shall be destroyed, and that without remedy or any way to fix it. But the wagons are coming tonight. Glory to God, they're coming by. I don't have time for it, but there was a blind man that just heard the crowd. He just heard that Jesus was coming, and he cried out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Somebody said, sir, you're crying terribly loud for all your state in this world. He just said it a little louder. Somebody said, hush, you'll disturb the master. He was getting close, and this is my chance. One time he is passing by on this road today. Hallelujah. One time I've heard what he can do. I've heard about it, and this is my chance. I've got, I've got to get through there. Somebody said, you don't, have to, you don't have to pray loud. No, you don't have to pray quiet either. Amen. Somebody said, the Lord's not deaf. No, he's not nervous either. I'll tell you, when there's a heart that's hungry for the Lord, and they with all of the fervor and might that is behind their frustration, they cry, Jesus, have mercy on me. You don't make him nervous. You may hurt a few folks sitting around with a hypocritical grin on their face, but you're not going to bother the God of all eternity. He wants your heart to come out. Hallelujah. He wants you to cry with all you got. Just come on out and say it. Praise God. They said, sir, be quiet. He'll disturb him. But the Bible said he cried that much more the loud. Jesus, the son of David. I've got to get above everybody. I can't find my way. I'm helpless sitting here. This is my opportunity. The wagons are rolling in. Have mercy on me. Something came to the ear of Jesus. He heard that cry. He made his way to him saw that he was blind. He said, What would you have that I do unto thee? He said, Sir, that I receive my sight. Thank God Jesus touched him and he was made to see. Hallelujah to God. Oh, glory to God. Sometimes you got to get above all your stuff. Sometimes you just got to get louder than all the stuff that's clamoring in your heart. Sometimes you just got to cry out more than everything that is in your heart cries out. Say, this is my great opportunity. I need salvation so much. Oh, I believe in the Holy Ghost. I believe it's still falling. We showed you some here tonight who testified that they still were being filled with the Holy Ghost. But uh, just a few nights ago, and I tell you that I don't think it's changed right now. You still can. Glory to God, you can still have it. But the day of that bountiful supply is about over for us. Thank God for the evangelistic power of the church of the living God that has moved over the world. But she's coming to an end. Glory to God. And they who, of course, were His natural people shall be once again brought in. Ere we move from this place tonight, may I tell you, if you had a spiritual ear, you could hear the rumbling of the wheels of the wagons. As they come towards you tonight. He will daily load you. You that have just received the Holy Ghost. Hear me. From this hour and from this day on. He can daily load you with benefits. Every day. I know you're going to have trouble. You're going to have to learn how to live. You're going to have to learn how to do. But back behind it all. There's wagons standing. Ready to supply you with everything that you need. You remember that. And you don't forget that. Keep that in your mind. Thank God. He's but a prayer of way. When your heart breaks and your head aches. And you don't know how to do. Get away somewhere by yourself. And say Jesus. I come to you. The same Lord who dealt with me. Originally deal with 
with me now and bless my soul and he will not be far from any of us feel after him that happily you may find him the wagons are on the way oh bless your heart I'm thrilled to think about that there may be somebody here tonight that can leave this service with the power of God in their heart you know you're hungry you've gone to an old dead cold formal church for years and it never did satisfy you in and out leave all that stuff and come and see what God has for you amen I promise you it will be satisfying to you would you stand with me tonight not let the word depart. We're going to ask you to come to this altar now. And close the sing it. Everybody sing it. Amen. Pull 